Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Brian J. Williams movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkutch. And this week we're covering Minute 18 of the Burbs, which begins with a close-up of Queenie's eyes and ends with Mark busting his ass. <laughs> All right, we're in our action minute. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely the action minute. All right, like, yeah, we start with a freaking close-up of this creepy dog that he has. Like, the dog is not a person. They don't need to close up the dog like they did everybody but else. It is such a personality Joe Dante thing to yeah. do that. By the way, the dog's not a poodle. Uh, <laughs> but in the credits, isn't the dog listed as a poodle? I think it is, but it's a, a, a Bichon Frise or whatever. That sounds way too... Uh... It is a small breed of dog of the Bichon type. The Bichon Frise is a member of the non-sporting group of dog breeds in the United States. That sounds French to me. <laughs> yeah therefore i hate it no like i and i didn't think it was a poodle when we said it because it really doesn't look like a poodle well you said poodle and then you said it's oh, a poodle I'm... on the credits right it says poodle on the credits so obviously whoever did the credits didn't care <laughs> i just say poodle who gives a crap it's white it's white it's got curly hair screw him <laughs> it, was it was a cat person yeah <laughs> like oh, i don't give a damn it was an ex-male man he hates dogs <laughs> All right, so these two fools are going to go up there, and they're going to make first contact with the Klopex. And things start off on a really good foot. And by that, I mean he steps through the porch. <laughs> so this is now the second thing we've destroyed at the Klopex house. He says, they got bars on the window and goes to the porch, and Ray turns on and says, they got holes in the porch, too. <laughs> <laughs> so they've now broken the owl in the backyard and put a hole in their porch. Oh, that's right, he broke his owl, too. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, and then he's whining about it. He says... Art's idea is that it's a booby trap. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Ray, for some reason, thinks he's going to have to pay for it. I'm not paying for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he said we should just sue them. <laughs> yeah. So then, they, you know, they ring because it's, it's a creepy house. It's, it must have a door knocker. Of course. I don't know that in my entire life I've ever actually used somebody's door knocker, even if they had one. I right. just knocked on the door with my hand. I, a door knocker is going to make a, a loud noise. It's going to be a lot of a lot of racket. I always feel to like it'll irritate the people. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so of course the Klopex are at six sixty nine Mayfield Place. Yeah. When he hits the knocker, the nine flips around to six six six. I love Ray's attitude in this part too. He's like, "Let's say hello." Yeah. <laughs> well, he's yeah. in now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's down to six six six. Like he's got Art on the defensive at this point. Now Art's like, uh, now Art doesn't want to be up there. Right. Well, he's like, well, you know what? We're going to do this. Yeah, the nine falls over, makes it a six. And they both just stare at it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is not the best, you know, the best sign when you go to a place. Well, there's already been a lot of wind blowing around. Now, all of a sudden, that flips down. It's like a cross flipping upside down in one of them horror movies. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's very much like, it's like you walked into their house and, like, the, yeah, the cross falls off the wall. Yeah. Or like you invite a priest over and he refuses to go in the house. <laughs> Somebody's yelling, get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he hasn't learned his lesson, so he's going to keep using the knocker for some reason. And now the thing falls right off the wall. And apparently they have a bee's nest inside their house. Apparently. Now, here we go again with this feels like it's supernatural things going on, too. Like, are they controlling bees now? Yeah. It does feel like that, since we don't know what it is at this point. Right. You have to, like, what's next? They're going to get a swarm of locusts? <laughs> right, who knows? And for anybody who's sitting at home or watched this movie and said, that's ridiculous. 
twice I've seen well once while out at somebody else's house I saw them have their whole front house infested by bees. Oh yeah. And then in my own house where I used to live when I was a kid, we were getting ready to move out and we were only gonna be there for like six more months and we accidentally put a hole through the drywall in my mother's bedroom. So we're like, well, we'll pull it out. We have to pull a big section of the drywall out to fix it. When we pull it out, there's a bee's nest behind it. Inside the house. Yes. Wow. Which we had killed all the bees in there because we had plugged both holes. Oh, okay. out. The, the thing was as wide, if anyone, it's about as, it was as wide as a laptop screen. Oh, wow. So it's like, what was that, 12, 8, 12, 15 inches maybe? Yeah. And it went from as high as we could see to as low as we could see. Oh, my God. The bees we were getting were on our first floor, and this was on the second floor. Wow. So it could have been 8, 10, 12 feet high. Right, who knows? Who knows how many bees were in there? Yeah. It was one of the most, I was like, let's close this hole up immediately and never speak of this again. <laughs> Don't ever mention it to anyone ever again. Yeah. And, like, my dog at the time was eating the bees, so he probably ate, like, a thousand bees that summer, and we just didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the dog's tongue's always swollen. It's really strange. <laughs> oh, he's crapping honey in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, so they get attacked by bees. <laughs> A lot of bees. Yeah. I enjoy that you only see the bees on the house, and then you see them a little bit on the porch, and then never again. The rest of it is just through the acting of these two guys. <laughs> the, a really, really a lot of acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but they're in good hands, though. Rumsfeld goes straight into – he's back in Nam now. He yeah. does not panic. Yeah. <laughs> he's on top of it, tells the wife to get the hose, yells to them to head towards his house. Run to me. Run to water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you do you notice in the background when they're running in the street like two idiots? You see oh Walter God. in the background running inside with uh, Queenie. <laughs> Did you see – um, Art, like, bouncing up and down with his hands on in his back pockets? Yeah. <laughs> well, because Tom Hanks is in full Tom Hanks freak-out 80s mode right now. Yes, yeah. He is running around 100 miles an hour. <laughs> 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 so then we get one of probably, you know, my top ten favorite moments of the movie is Rumsfeld trying to run to help them and having happen – Exactly what would happen to you in real life. <laughs> his hose, hose just... isn't long enough, yep. <laughs> and he busts his ass. We <laughs> go sailing too. Yeah, Just straight. It, I mean, I don't even think that was a stunt man. I don't think it is. I, now I, I keep watching it to see if it is the stunt man. It doesn't look like it. I mean, he's got his sunglasses on, like, and he's got. I guess it could be. I just it really, could be. If it was gonna be a stunt, you figured they would shoot him from the side. It's free. It's face on at him. It I looks like good. Was, how old did I say he's, he's like 50, isn't he? You said 50-something, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm not 50, and I don't want to be – his legs come out from under him. He <laughs> lands right on his back. I don't want to fall from that height ever. Yeah. It's like <laughs> – it's a straight fall on your back from like three feet in the air. He took a bump like a wrestler does. Yeah, it was like he got clotheslined. Yeah, exactly. Clotheslined by the rock. Because <laughs> he's off balance when he falls. You know what? I watched it again. It probably is a stuntman because they there's a cut from him running. Oh. I mean, it's not it's not a huge cut or anything, but it's there's definitely a cut from him because it's him running and he's a little bit off balance. And then it the next thing good. you know, it's it quick cuts back to him again. And I went back too far this time, so. It's, so it uh, looks good. Yeah, like I said, this is the uh, the best Brian J. Williams uh, minute of. Uh, of all time. 
And the reason why it's the best Brian J. Williams is because he's a Bruce Stern stunt double. <laughs> oh, okay. Then it is. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I actually picked uh, somebody uh, useful for once. <laughs> yeah, so I'll try to pull try to pull this poor guy's credits. While you're pulling his credits, I'm kind of running through the, the minute again. That door knocker's pretty creepy. It's got like a devil face on it. Well, I guess they have no <laughs> choice, but if you're going to have somebody, like if you're going to have the creepy house, I guess it just comes with that. It has to have yeah. the creepy door knocker. I also enjoy that, oh, the, that the paint on the thing is the most disgusting thing ever. That paint it's is, all which goes which begs the point about when they talk about the Naps, who used to live there. And they're like, oh, they didn't do that, or they didn't do this. Well, listen, you know, they didn't move in. They've only right. been there a couple months. They didn't make the paint of the house look like this. They didn't creep the house out this way. It was like this. The Clopex didn't do all this damage yeah, for they, that amount of time. Right. Yeah, they, didn't move in. they didn't have a box with that said creepy door knocker on it when they walked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so, yeah, Brian J. Williams, he's a stuntman and an actor. We will not be going through all of his credits. Because he has, you want to take a guess how many credits he has? Well, the highest we've had so far was like 130-something, so it's probably more than that, right? 215 credits as a stuntman. Yeah. Yeah, he has done some stuff. <laughs> I'll go back <laughs> to his beginning. Um, his first, he started in the late 70s, 78. He was in The Swarm. We're definitely oh. just going to be hitting highlights here. Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> he does a lot of stunt double work. That's what I'm trying to see if he stunt doubled anybody. Mostly, it's all stunt performer, stunt, whatever. I'm seeing if he stunt double anybody we know. He was in Police Academy 2 for stunts. Well, okay. <laughs> There's some stunts in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was. <laughs> uh, he stunt doubled on oh, The First Power. I remember that movie. Just me. He was Gary Shandling's stunt double in Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder who Gary Shandling was in Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme. Out of this world, he was uh, Colin. Oh, I thought it was Corbin Burns. It was Colin Burnson's. He's he's stunt double some real uh, stiff stuff. I'll tell you that. Yeah. He's oh, uh, Red Shoe Diaries. He was David Duchovny stunt double. <laughs> Final Analysis. He was Richard Gere stunt double. Oh, here we go. The Tower. He was Roger Reese's stunt double. That was uh, what's his face from uh, uh he was Robin Colcord from Cheers. Oh. Okay. Oh, that was a deep cut. Yeah, that was. <laughs> who it was so. <laughs> oh, another one of my personal favorites. Another stakeout. He was Miguel Ferrer's stunt double. <laughs> I like that movie far more than I should. <laughs> Star Trek Generations. He was Brent Spiner's stunt double. Oh, he was Data's stunt double. Yeah, Data. Independence Day. Brent Spiner's stunt double. <laughs> he came back for a another Brent Spiner movie. <laughs> uh, he was Bronson Pinchot's stunt double and Slappy and the Stinkers. Remember that big hit? (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, General's daughter. He's Timothy Hunt's stunt double. Timothy Hutton's stunt double. So, oh my God, this guy has so many credits. (laughs) Never go through all that. Everything he does is stunts. Or oh, Master Disguise. Brent Spiner's stunt double. He must be this guy. He's his personal stunt double. He probably looks a lot like him. Yeah. After the sunset, he's Woody Harrelson's stunt double. Oh well. Well, that. I guess you just get with somebody who's about your age too. So that way you age as they do. Right. So when you're the stunt double at 25, you can still be it at 45. I guess height too, right? Yeah, because you, you want to be there. You don't want to be like 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, IMDb says his four most popular movies are Pirates. He must have done a lot of Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean, Disturbia, and Minority Report. 
The burbs isn't in there? Yeah, the burbs somehow did not get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. He definitely earned his money for this minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks good. Oh, it definitely, it, I mean, it's, it is a terrifying hit. I mean, I'm sure for a stuntman, he's like, yeah, that was nothing. You could have told me that that wasn't planned and it was an accident. I would have believed you because it looks real. Yeah, just the way he goes down. I mean, I've seen stunts before. People fall down steps. Right. And like, even fire tricks. Like, you, it looks so fake. Yeah. All right, I'm watching it now. I'm going frame by frame here. <laughs> it definitely looks like he oh, did. it's excellent because he's got the glasses on and he's got, like, the hair. And as he falls, he has his hand up over his face. But it's dead on at him. Yeah. So it's excellent work by him himself. And by whoever had a, whoever the stunt coordinator was to set it up. It's a great stunt. Yeah. I mean, this is not exactly an action-packed movie. No, but, but when they have to make action happen, it works. Yeah, because there's no way to hide that stunt. You have to fall down that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, I think the last thing I the last thing I have is uh, the dancing with the bees all over them is terrific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's there's all a matter of if you really enjoy the. The Tom Hanks or the Rick Dukeman performance. <laughs> There's some chewing of the scenery there, no doubt. Oh, yeah, they really let those guys go. They were like, just do whatever you want. <laughs> when Rick Dukeman sticks his hands down the back of his shorts and just starts <laughs> hopping around in a circle, it looks ridiculous. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, you got Tom Hanks, Rick Dukeman, and Bruce Dern is like your three main people. Yeah. Rick Dukeman's a stand-up comic. Tom Hanks, if you've ever watched Saturday Night Live, is obviously quick on his feet. Right. And good for this kind of stuff. And Bruce Stern is such a pro. I'm sure they yeah. were able to just improv and do whatever. <laughs> it looked great. It looked really funny. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything else unless you have any other – anything else you need to talk about during the bee dance or Rumsfeld falling down? No. I think we covered most of it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the, the Burbs Minute. Make sure you check out our Twitter, The Burbs Minute. Uh, go over to our Facebook page and like the Facebook page. Uh, you can uh, email us at theburbsminute at gmail.com. Um, you can also listen to me over on Slycast, the Sylvester Stallone podcast, where we cover all Sylvester Stallone movies one at a time. Um, do you have anything you would like to pimp? Well, if you're looking to buy uh, wrestling figures, you can check out Chris1200 on eBay. Oh, there you go. So For all you, your wrestling figure and toy needs. Yeah, for all your, <laughs> all your wrestling figure needs. If you have a, a desperate need for some late 80s wrestler, get them before they die, because once they die, they become primo. And if you're looking for another Minute podcast, you can swing over to moviesbyminutes.com. All of them are listed there. You can check out A Talking Cast. It's the podcast that goes minute by minute from the movie A Talking Cat. Have you never heard of the movie A Talking Cat? Because I know I hadn't before I went to this website. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to admit, it's a bold choice. It's Most definitely a bold choice. Have... <laughs> yeah. Some of the other people have gone with Star Wars, Goodfellas, Back to the Future, Huge movies, and they went talking cat. Yeah. I mean, that is that is a big move right there. <laughs> it is on my list. All the minute podcasts are on my list, and I'm getting to them all. A minute, a minute at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be a while. So shoot over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Um, make sure before you go over to your neighbor's house, they're not infested by bees, and make sure you stay safe, neighbors. <laughs>